right. Welcome to the Dist Out Podcast, uh, episode number 104, I believe. Uh, we have ticked over the 100 now and heading towards number 200, which is going to be a moment in time again. It doesn't really matter. I've got a new screen show this week coming out with the all black with... Uh, some stars basically feeling like I'm in intergalactic space, Star Wars edition. If you're watching on the YouTube, which I really have the patience to cut and edit and put up. If anyone is out there thinking, hey, bro, I'd love to cut and edit your podcast and put it up there on the YouTubes, then hit me up, bro. Like I'm open to someone doing it for me, especially if they don't want to charge too much. But, yeah, this is the new style where I'm doing some video staffs. Last week I dropped a video called um, uh, Wanking Yourself to Success where some lady decided to talk about, you know, shoving dildos in several orifices and connecting that with productivity. And I couldn't believe that I heard the word productive at the same in the same sentence as batting or masturbation station because I know myself and anyone out there that's basically listening to this that, has any type of physical self gratification schedule knows that there's no there's never been such a thing as productivity linked with exploding upon a duff towel it just doesn't work all right that's like a human evolutionary thing it's like the lion after it eats the deer it goes and hits some senka or some shady area and it just sits there and digests. Same thing when your ball bag gets exploded upon the towel or if a female, if you've been flicking thy bean, this, that, I don't want to get coarse here, all right? Keeping it in cryptic knowledge and terms and cryptic English, let's just call it. And then, of course, you know, you'd rather hit a nap or a packet of Cheetos and watch the latest episode of Breaking Bad or whatever. I mean, that's 2010, but whatever you're watching now, maths, some other educational things that you can watch on. Definitely not time-wasting stuff, you know what I mean? So just got back from the snow, enjoying enjoying the beautiful winter down there. Got to rip into some shredding down a mountain shred bow. Got spotted out in Perisha by a couple of lads from the Central Coast, a couple of Aussie blokes. Hey, Vlad, what's going on, Vlad? Having a chat to those blokes. That was fantastic. Do you know what? Like, I don't feel comfortable unless I check that this is working. So I'm going to check. Let's go. That worked out. Where's the applause, bro? Yeah, we're back. We're back. Sipping on a little magnesium water today. You know, when you shred that heart on the mountain, my calves felt like they were kicked in by 15 Filipino uh, midgets or, you know, the dwarfs or whatever they are. And it doesn't have to be Filipino. You can We can go anywhere. We can go uh, Bolivian, you know what I mean, keeping it racially equitable. Let's go South American. We said that. We can go Congo. Congo. Is it the Congo? No, that's the dance. The Congo. You know, there's some dwarfs from there because apparently, apparently dwarves have a lot of strength, the strength of a dwarf, they say. So I didn't say that. So if you're going to cut that, I mean, cut it to the old, I don't know, it was a – Guy, a Swedish guy or someone that came up because there was a lot of trolls and dwarfs, dwarfs, trolls, and things like that in like the Scandinavian regions um, back in the day, long time ago, long time ago. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, so if you're going to cut, I'm not sure, but like definitely times when they were rowing a lot. What are those people called? Those, the, not Neanderthals, what are they? Vikings, the Viking days. 
So, I mean, just a little excerpt of history coming straight to you from the This That Podcast show slash station, whatever you guys are tuning in on YouTubes or if you're going on, you know, Apple Podcasts and stuff like that. So uh, this week was pretty fun. I went down to the snow, to Perisha Valley, Threbo, a.k.a. Shredbo. I had some fun there, took the whole family down. There was an entire entourage, mom, dad, sister, brother-in-law, Two kids, the Mrs. Proprietary Limited, everyone towing in, jumped into Audi, had a beautiful five days over there, had this mad townhouse. Now, townhouse, uh, 6000 bucks for four nights. So just to give you guys uh, an indication of whatever that cost, the uh, 1200 1300 is that 1200 1300 $1,400 bucks a night, something like that. Good luck to you is what I'm, what I'm saying, you know what I mean? There was, there was people driving in Bentleys into these townhouses and the only ones that were free were these townhouses because the rest of the accommodation that doesn't make you um, cry at night time in your dreams because you have hardly any money left over was taken and they've been booked from a year ago. You can't travel these days anymore just on a whim. What you think you can – what do you think this is, 2019 – where you could go to the shops and get toilet paper and then just go, hey, man, I'm going to go Nelson Bay next weekend and find some accommodation. Nah. Now it's like you go somewhere but save up for a year and book a year in advance as well. You need to book a year in advance. So now I was looking at next year, July, August. I don't even know if there's going to be a good snowfall or not. It doesn't really matter. But if I don't want to do my ass in and stress myself out having to do 15 podcasts a week just to make it work, I'm going to have to book now. And now it might be 800 bucks a night for next year. And come next year, oh, World War Three started. Sorry, we can't give you any money back, man. Sorry about that, man. You know what I mean? Can't give you money back. Sorry, man. You know, you're thinking to yourself, uh, the world's getting better, and there's been a lot of reports that it is getting better. I disagree, right? It's getting worse. At the moment, there's a glitch in history or a part of history, and I don't want to be one of these – People that's thinking, oh, the world's over, this day. It's not over. You can still get custard tarts and a mad long black, you know what I mean, at the flick of a finger or the click of a finger. But it is going a bit backwards. Speaking about that, Aussies are the funniest people in the world. And, um, well, in my world, anyway. Like, I don't know whether, you know, Japanese people are funny. I can't really understand what they're saying. With the Aussies, I've grown up with them. I really understand them. I went to a... These cars do my head in. The car, I'm not going to snap. I'm not going to snap. I'm sipping a magnesium water. It's going to be all right. I mean, it's going to settle me down. Hopefully, I haven't put too much in and have to send me to the toilet midway through the podcast. But anyway, go to this um, bakery. It's called the Sundance Bakery. I've been going there since I was a child. I love this place. I've been skiing for 30 years, 35 years. Um, basically, like I'm more comfortable on skis than I am on, on roller skates, and I never use roller skates. So that's why I'm more comfortable on skis. I go to this place, some dance bakery. I walk in. Usually it's packed out with people, a lot of kind of fat or getting close to being very fat, sub obese people walking in there from Sydney in a Range Rover. His missus is burst out from every area. They've got three or four kids going in there. Kids are smudging their fingers all over the glass. And then there's a couple of snowboarding stoners at the back and a couple of chicks over there doing lift ticket experiences. Like they've, they've dedicated an entire winter to go and to do be a lifty which is you get free tickets to Perish or Shredboat and you can be a you sit there all day beep 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 just beeping all of these like 
accountants and builders and your cement renderers from Sydney coming down with their entire entourage and just wiping people out on the snow. They've never skied before in their life, but they've heard that it's like a little bit of an upper-class rich sport. So they go in and they spend 20 grand on equipment. They've never skied before, and then they just go straight down the front valley and mow over whoever they can. They don't care. They just smash into people. I saw three or four people. I saw a guy on a stretcher uh, with his arm in a tourniquet. Or the poor Ambos are injecting him with a whole bunch of stuff. The guy turned yellow. He's probably been knocked over by someone else because my old man got his knee, um, ACL torn, meniscus torn, all of that from someone else. He's been 50 years skiing and he's gone down a mountain and got mowed over by one of these, you know what I mean? What I say, painter from Sydney. That's come down. He owns four different painting vans. He's got 25 employees and he came down the run at full pelt, doesn't know how to stop and just started to use my dad as a, as a, you know what I mean? A, a speed hump. And I mean, that's what happened. So he got absolutely mowed down. I had to get flown to hospital. So going to Sundance Bakery, we're going to keep it on track. All right. We're not going to go down the Vlad rabbit hole today. Just keep it on track. That's what we have to do. Going to Sundance Bakery is not a human in sight. Just these two kind of stoner-looking guys, 100% snowboarders. And I walk in there and I was like, what's going on, boys? Like, where's the crowds? You know what I mean? And one of them, like, lackluster, kind of nonchalantly looks at me and just goes, hey, we'll smash an hour ago, I." And I was like, oh, really? He goes, yeah, bros. I was like, oh, sweet, bro. And I go, where is um, the staff? He goes, got no staff, bro. It's just me and Daza. And I go, where's Dazza? He goes, he's basting the pies with, with butter on the top. They spritz them with butter or something, and then they put them in these enormous industrial ovens and bake a whole bunch of, like, pies in there for people to consume after they come home from skiing. They burn 400 calories and they put 1,800 back in. So I go to him, wow, okay, how many people? He goes, man, we had hundreds of people coming. I go, wow. And then at the same time, as I was talking to him, some Aussie bloke comes in on crutches because you'll always see a, an Aussie on crutches. It's very rarely you see a wog on crutches. The wog usually puts the Aussie on the crutches. Or the Aussie has hit the jumps at an uncanny speed where they cannot fix it because he's blazed a little spliff at the top of the mountain thinking that he's going to flow more, but he ends up just hitting a rail the wrong way and just snapping his collarbone or his meniscus or his ACL. This guy's come in. The, the guy looks finished. He's wearing a like a tartan checkered shirt, of course, baggy jeans, one, one foot with no shoe on it in the snow, and the other one with a thong. He's walking around in thongs, all right, with an, with an F. If I was going to start a flip-flop company, 100% I'm calling it Fongs, F-O-N-G-S. And that's not being racist to any Asian people, the last name Fong. I mean, it's a great last name. And if anything, you should jump in on this, chip in some cash, Fongs, the flip-flops of Australia, Fongs. I mean, get involved. So this guy walks in, I don't know what his name is, Kurt, you know, something short, Matt. And um and he's just going, oh, he does. How are you, bros? And they're like, yeah, yeah, Matt, what's going on? Yeah, and they're both all like in unison, yeah, yeah, doing the the chakra, that thing with the thumb up and the pinky up, the chakra, cleansing their chakras together. And he goes, how's the leg? I 
How's the knee? And the other guy goes, oh, sweet, sweet, bro. It's on the Monday. He goes, yeah, it's shocker. Yeah, bro. There's a lot of, like, vagueness going on. It's Las Vegas over here. And they're just chatting. No one understands what – there's not moving forward or back. It's just like a middle kind of a chat. No one's getting an answer from each other. He's going, yeah, might get a few. Not sure about the weather, eh? Yeah, had a few last night. Feeling a bit dusty. Should pull good. Should come through a – Things like that. This poor guy, the the crutchety guy, he's just gone, yeah, sweet, eh? Oh, he goes, what are you looking for, eh? What are you after? Well, he's asking him, what do you want to eat? And this guy just goes, oh, just throw us a sauce roll, eh? A sauce roll. He shortened. He hasn't even shortened it. Sausage. He's taken the edge off and put an O at the end. He's made sauce Roll, A. He's throwing an extra syllable at the end of that. The guy's like, it's a question. So I say, roll, A. Like, the guy had to, if it was a wog standing there, he'd be like, do you want it or not? Like, you, is that a question, a statement? What is it? He's like, yeah, I'll get a so I say, roll, A. Like, do you want me to agree? Should I say, no, go for the hot dog, it's better? So he ends up getting it. He goes, throw us a tomato sauce, A. Gets the tomato sauce and walks out. I ended up getting two custard tarts like a fat English child and ended up eating them in the back of the car while my dad drove me up. I seriously had flashbacks of when I was 14 years old, when I had a pimple on my forehead and you would squirt and it it hit the glass, the mirror in the bathroom. And you just think to yourself, what's going on? Like, how am I ever going to be able to pick up a chick walking around like this, just full of, you know, unbridled testosterone and, and zero style? and steez whatsoever, just a jiggly, wiggly, custard tart and oak, chocolate oak drinking freak. And that's what I was, you know. I mean, different now, shredded, tan, definitely not putting no milk in into the rig like that. And after that, went on to the snow fields. Now, if you don't think the world's gone catastrophe, um, I'll tell you how catastrophe it is. Firstly, there's no staff anywhere. Uh, secondly, we tried to go to a Japanese restaurant. They told us they ran out of rice. So, I mean, there you go. The restaurant was located literally on top of Woolworths. So, and Woolworths is open till 10. We went to the restaurant at 7. They said, sorry, we run out of Ray. Now, I don't know if that's there. I'm just saying, uh, like, that's, it, that's, that's what they said. Okay? So, that's what they said. Sorry, we've run out of rice. And I'm there. My sister goes, pop downstairs, though. Pop downstairs. You get a couple of bags of... Basmati rice or what do you guys use? Long grain, short grain, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's two bucks for a kilo. We'll go down there. We'll cop a few kilos and keep the rest. We'll get you 10 kilos if you want. Just make us the, the karagi chicken bowl. And they're like, nah, sorry, basically, can you just leave? Please, we can't keep up. They don't have the audacity or the gall to go, we, we can't keep up. We're going to have a, a nervous breakdown in the middle of this. The orders are coming thick and fast. We've got one spun-out Korean guy at the back trying to do it, and then an Aussie guy trying to speak Korean to this guy, trying to deep-fry the spring rolls. We've run out of rice, but it's not the excuse. It's just we can't keep up with it. There's too many people, and there's way a major understaffing uh, epidemic going on at the moment. I mean, feedback to me. I'm pretty sure that that's what's going on because everywhere I go, everyone's spun out. But not when you get to Perisher. When I got to Perisher, there was no one in the area where you buy tickets or where you used to buy tickets, but there were six women 
all sitting behind a desk looking like the panel from that show in America where they're all girls and they bring a guy on and they slaughter this guy live. I mean, emotionally, not literally. They're all just sitting there like the panel with Whoopi Goldberg. And there was one that was like a kind of a Whoopi Goldberg in stature. You know what I mean? Like strong. She's had excess calories. She was sitting there. And I've walked in. Now, I've got my phone, but I've got my perisher card. And for some reason, the vortex of life pulled me towards this seki, this unit of a person. And and I'm just like, right. So I've just gone there and I've just gone. She goes, hello. Hello. Instantly, I knew that she wasn't getting many Tinder swipe backs. Instantly. I knew, but that's when usually I just kind of, yo, well, give her a little wink, like, what are you doing? Who are you? You know what I mean? And then she'll get psyched, you know, because someone should have comes out there, hair flickering, couldn't see it, it was under a helmet, but, you know, she, she could see the tips at the end and still think, you know, this guy's totally lost his hair, even though Balkan receding recession is always on with a Balkan. They've never kept a good hairline. At one point, it's going to go. The hair leaves you. He goes, it's enough of this bloke. So I walk up to her and I go, hey, how are you? Can I just get one day pass? And just like straight away, not even help. Just sorry, we don't do that here. I go, well, what do you do here then? She goes, oh, we, we're, we're customer service. And I go, for what? She goes, questions and inquiries. And I go, all right, can I please get a day pass? And she goes, oh, not that type of question. And gives me this like bitchy smirk. I kind of don't like that. All right. I'm I'm trying to be a level-headed father of two, husband. I mean, a a social figurehead, a a popular influenza of some sort. So, But I couldn't that morning. The long black hit me. The two custard tarts hit me. And I just went to a, oh, what's the point of you even standing here then? Like, if why are you here? What do people come in and ask you? What time is it? What do they come in and ask you how your day is? They ask you what's for lunch? We, I know what's for lunch for you. It's deep fried. So whatever it is, it's probably from upstairs, from Ali's kebab wraps upstairs. Whatever, doesn't matter. It's up to you. That's your choice. I'm not telling you not do it, but I know what it is. And she was like, okay, we're just customer service. I go, there's a pack of you here though. Can someone help me here? She goes, no, we don't sell tickets here. And I was like, should you even be here? You know what I mean? Maybe you should be on the, maybe help the Japanese restaurant out. You know what I mean? Go and buy the rice today. Do something useful, bro. What, what are you doing here? You're all sitting here having a chat about the latest episode or something like I said before, and, and there's literally no one coming in here. There's six people. There's six chefs to be. There's six sous chefs here. There's six lifties. There's people that can help out. And she didn't like it. She goes, look, I, I don't know what you're on about. Like, I think she said something like that, but I can't help you. And I go, good on you, bro. So I went and got a, got my phone. She goes, get it and do it on your phone. I spend 20 minutes on this phone. She's staring at me. I move five meters away. I've got too much pride. I'm standing there with my back against the wall, staring back at her intermittently as the phone continues refreshing the Safari page on the internet browser because it's not working. I just keep, and I'm boiling, just boiling, boiling, boiling. I'm going, don't let yourself explode here, Vlad, and like level these people with words, of course, because, you know, you can't do anything. This is life. You can just tell them all that they're just wasting their time and life here instead of helping the person that's about to pay $205 for a free-hour ski session. 
I mean, be happy, bro. That's your pay packet for the day. Just be nice to me. I'm just angry at the lack of um, enthusiasm just to help a, 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 just a, a normal middle-aged dog get a ticket. She didn't want to. She's staring at me. And then she'd look at her little friend to the left, which was a machine, to be honest. Actually, little machine. She was the only one that was Whoopi Goldberg out. But this one was just kind of just looking at me and smirking under her like blonde moustache. I was like, this is it, bro. I'm angry. It's 15 minutes. My sister's waiting. My brother-in-law's looking at me like through the glass. What are you doing, bro? Hurry up. It's 11.30. We need to go. So I, I just mustered up the, the, the courage and pushed my ego down into my guts and walked up to the counter. And as I was walking towards her, maybe she tapped her friend over here with a huge wrist and her friend goes, hi, can I help you? Much more preppier, much more per- perkier. And I was like, hi, how are you? Lisa or whatever, you know, Lisa. And she was like, hi, how can I help you? Now I can feel the breath of the, the this one, the sous chef, just breathing, looking at me, smirking. In just enjoying my frustration. I said to her, listen, here's my card on the table, all right? I need something. I need a ticket. If you don't mind just getting me that ticket, please, I need to get on the – and she goes, oh, okay, you can't do it online. I'll do that for you here. I instantly just look at this Whoopi Goldberg. I just look at her. I I don't know what to say. I just looked at her in complete, complete shock. It's like when you see her, like, I don't know what to say. I just looked at her and I was just holding back. That's that's what I was doing. I was holding back. He was like, yeah, Vlad, you're bigger than this. I mean, just. Um, so just don't. Don't get involved. And then this Alisa or Lisa or Isa, I'm not sure, she was just so friendly. And she was like, oh, let me just have a look. Vlad, my cousin Vlad at Gmail, he said, oh, wow, you've got six different accounts with us. That's why you weren't being able to log into your account because every time you log in, there's like six cards linked to it. I go, oh, that makes sense, Whoopi. And I look at her again. And every time she would say, okay, do you want me to delete it? I would just agree and say, yes, please. But at the same time, looking at Whoopi. And I'll just be, whoop. Do you see that? Whoops. Whoops. Another mistake. Customer help. Customer, the pretend customer helper over here. It's like going to the gym and saying to her, hey, I'm a personal trainer. And you go, all right, what would you like to do first? Not sure, man. Don't ask me, man. Go over there, bro. Go over there. Do something for yourself. Download an app. What are you working here for? Yeah, I'm here for questions, bro. Am I doing a technique right? Yeah, man, you're doing it right, man. Do it over there. Go over there, push the trolley, man. Push the sled, man. I mean, at least I fixed it up. Two minutes. My sister and brother-in-law walked in. They go, what's ha- what's happening? You've been in here for 20 minutes. I was like, ask Whoopi. I didn't do it. Ask her, bro. Ask Roseanne over here. Don't ask me because this thing... She was angry, she was vindictive, and she was uh, smug, and she was laughing at me the whole time. That's why I'm having a go. Don't think that, like, oh, Jesus, Vlad, you're angry for no reason. Nah, she was being a little bit of a catastrophe, definitely a a massive catastrophe. 
And that's why I was, I was look, I did say, what, what are you doing here? And what's the point of you even working here? Um, you could feel this position better off at the Japanese restaurant. I did say that. So maybe she had a reason to be a little bit, maybe she had a reason. Look, I'll take it all back. Whoopi, I'm sorry. I'll take it all back and um, let's just move forward. Let's be friends, bro. All right, bro, it's Mirava. I need a little pep up. Here we go. I need a coffee and I want a boutique, bro. Not like that girl that's hanging around Perisha. I need Odyssey. Odyssey coffee. Have you guys got yourself the Odyssey coffee number five blend, bro? Because I had it this morning. That's why I'm a little bit perked up. The brainchild of three friends, Matthew, Jim, and Terry, out from the uh, Mornington Peninsula. Shout out to Mornington. Please go on their website and order some coffee. Get 10% off your order because you're supporting the supporters that support the podcast. www.odysseycoffee.com.au Odyssey is spelled O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y, coffee.com.au. Mention Vlad in the order under coupon or code or whatever it is, you get 10% off. If you need to email them, if you want to order for larger amounts of coffees for your shop or your business or your cafe, or you're opening up a cafe and you want to try it and get a little starter pack, email is admin at odysseycoffee.com.au. Mention Vlad at all moments when you're ordering anything um, to get your discount, but definitely get it because they got mad hot chocolate as well. It's decadent. It's decadent. Get that hot chocolate. They've got a passion for coffee. They've gone out on a limb and they've started roasting. They're getting beans from, for, who knows, from Scandinavia. They're roasting some Ikea beans. Who knows? I, I don't know if they'd actually do that. They could be getting beans from Saudi Arabia, Any anything with an ear at the end. Colombia, Saudi Arabia, Scandinavia, doesn't really matter. It's somewhere there. They're getting beans, Arabic uh South American beans. There might be a bean from Texas that they're trying out. These guys, but the best is the number five blend. Definitely get that and try it because it's it's got a mad chocolatey fruitiness with a bit of leather understrapped and a hint of uh, aromatic juice. That's how I would put it. You know what I mean? You know how these people like when they talk about coffee. <laughs> oh yeah, I can. It's a wildflower in there, is it? There's an undertone of like a burnt honey. Yeah, I can taste that. I'm, I can taste like a caramel pudding in there. What are you going to taste, bro? It tastes like coffee to me. And he, and he's made me anxious because I had a triple shot. And I better go for a run or drive my car quick down the highway. Well, what are you doing? It's just coffee and it tastes mad. But don't be starting to give me notes of a leather belt or something like that. Anyway, Odyssey Cod. This is an ad. This is an ad for Odyssey Coffee. Uh, jokes aside, it's a cracker coffee. Odysseycoffee.com.au. Mention Vlad. Odyssey Coffee. Follow them on all the socials and get yourself some at home. Get yourself some at your shop and the office. Mention Vlad. Get yourself 10% off. Wrap. If you've got a business, bro, just keep it safe. Keep the people that the hackers and nutmans away. You need virtuosis. Virtuosis, bro. Empowering your staff to work remotely, bro, and very safely. So make sure you get your IT looked at in your business. If you're any type of business, right? I've got a couple of friends starting up businesses now. They've got to use Virtuosis. They're going to get in touch. 
they work um, basically a family-owned business, but big business now doing 360, Microsoft 365 Modern Workplace and the cybersecurity for all businesses Australia-wide. The mission is to empower your staff, again, to work remotely, bro, but make sure it's all secure and you can keep an eye on these blokes. All full cameras, everything, access to the front camera on their phone so you can watch if they're working or batting. doesn't matter. This is an ad. This is an ad. They also have a range of tailored support options for businesses. So you don't have to go full haul. You can do your own self-managed IT or they can take over from your current IT if you're not happy with uh, this, that, and the other, all right? Go to www.virtuosys. That's like virtuo with a sys for system. V-I-R-T-U-O-S-Y-S.com.au, V-I-R-T-U-O-S-Y-S.com.au. Check out their social media pages, Virtuosis, the same name. Email them, disdat, D-I-S-D-A-T, at virtuosis.com.au. Fantastic company from Perth looking after the gladiators in their business. No matter big or small guys, real estate business or coffee makers or like Bruce Super Convenience selling chocolates, go to virtuosis.com, get them on board. They'll look after you. They'll give you a fat 10% discount when you mention Vlad, fat 10% discount. Get in touch with them on virtuosis.com.au. And uh, support the supporters that support the podcast. I'll give you something, bro. Angel Grove is a toxic collectible. holes. Angel Grove Toys and Collectibles, bro. The number one Toys and Collectibles on the internet in Australia. Make sure you support them. Go to angelgrovecollectibles.com.au. Jesus? Yeah, no, just.com. Sorry, I should know this by now, but there's so many different sponsors crossing my mind at the one time. www.angelgrovecollectibles.com. Official Band Presto partner store. They've got some brand new Disney Plus Marvel's Legends Wave is now for pre-order on the website. They're coming in November. you got Iron Man. Oh, it's not Iron Man. That looks like Iron Man, but oh, it's a Marvel Legends. Zombie Iron Man. There you go. I like the zombie Iron Man, bro. Bro, I was just Iron Man after a big weekend. Iron Man went out with Dimche and he took his helmet off and the guy looks like a corpse. That's fantastic. This is what Dimche looks like after. Dimche, Yovche, Borche, Blagoche, Tomche, all the fucking chairs. And this is an ad. Go and have a look at the stuff that they've got on their website. They've got a shop on their Instagram as well. Um, a lot of stuff. They opened up, what was this, five days ago, the VM Toy Fair. They did a huge spread there. Have a look at the stuff there. High-quality um, products. Ship straight to you, 10% off, a fat 10% off for the code VLAD, V-L-A-D. You mentioned Vlad, you get 10% off on angelgrovecollectibles.com.com. Don't put that .au, all right? It'll probably say uh, internet error or whatever it says. So it's just .com. Mention Vlad, 10% off. You've got to support the supporters that support the podcast. Fantastic sponsors, Angel Grove Collectibles. For your kids, for presents, for Christmas, for birthdays, for your family, for yourself, for your collectibles, for your old passions that you used to have in the 90s, get involved with Angel Grove Collectibles and make sure you mention Vlad so they know that you're sharing the love back to them. Many, many appreciations going on here. Support the supporters that support the podcast. All right, we're back. Questions for Vlad. Uh, Yoni Zell, or Jell, Yoni Zell. Biggest tech change in the next 10 years? What would be the biggest? The people just don't even bother now with, with a question mark or what would be. It's just biggest tech change in the, ten, in the next 10 years. So it's like a statement. But he's also put bro at the end. So, I mean, 
he's being nice, he's been affectionate. Biggest tech change in the next 10 years, bro. Uh, what is, I'm going to say, what is the next biggest tech change? Uh, if I was going to, I don't know, bro, look, what is it going to be? Robots probably, AI, artificial intelligence, we need that because our general intelligence or IQ has gone down to like 80 as a populace. Um, so just because of the saturation of Netflix and TikTok, um, watching people dance and wear G-strings in the middle of the Gold Coast um, with, you know, I, mean, who, I don't know how many MDMA pills in their ass, but, you know, they're the influences of, of today. Uh, there are some better stuff, of course, joking. Hello, joking if you're going to cut that. But I would say definitely robots and AI. I mean, what's the point of even liking each other anymore? There's already such a great divide between one another from the the way that their algorithms work in the in the phones, it just feeds you your own echo chamber of shit, including me, including me. So don't have a go at me. I'm just I'm just showing the news, the unresearched news. You know I mean unedited, totally raw, uneducated news. But you'll find snippets of gold in here, definitely. You're you're sifting, bro. You're sifting out here like it's 1949 in San Francisco. Sifting. And I didn't know that piece of historical um of history because I just know that there's a fo- football team called the San Francisco's 49ers and I'm I'm sure that's in regards to the gold sifting era. Is it 1849? 1749? Whenever they were doing it. It's the, not 1949. It was before that, ages ago. So if you're going to cut that, cut out and put in the right date. But I would say probably AI, probably robots. Like my missus bought a robot for home. She bought like one of these robots that goes around vacuuming the house. Now this thing already is is doing my head in because it maps the house out. So it goes out and maps the house and knows where the bedrooms are, knows where the kitchen is, knows where the shitter is, knows where everything is. And it goes around at night. My missus loves this thing, bro. She's just like, oh, it's so good. I love watching it work. I love watching it work. She has said something very similar to me. When I'm washing the dishes, she goes, it's so sexy when you do the work. When I'm mowing the lawn, she's like, oh, my God, babe, I love it when you're doing the lawn. I love a man that's just been working. They just want to observe the work being done, all right? Mommy says works as well, but they one of their pet loves is watching the man go to do the work. So if you've got a... Uh, a void of going left in your life, if that bedroom situation is lacking a little bit, pick up the sponge, get the morning fresh going. One squirt is enough. I mean, that's the, that's one squirt is enough for various things. You know what I mean? You can squirt once and end up with a child, but one squirt is enough is their logo on morning fresh. And I remember that. That's how many times I've done the dishes. So squirt, do the dishes, and then all of a sudden you're going to get a slap on your ass. And you turn around, the missus winks at you, you know what I mean? She goes, just after we put the kids to bed and then I have to go straight to bed because I'm that tired, you might get lucky. So she's watching this robot suck up a bunch of like Lego pieces and toys and it just whips around getting hair off the floor, whatever's gone off, and she loves it. So I think robots are going to be the next thing because – I mean, what 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 do we need each other for? If you come home and you've got a robot sucking the floor and then a robot sucking something else, you're not going to bother even talking to someone. You'll put some helmet on, which has just got TikTok emails coming through, and you just sit back on the lounge, IV drip with just whatever nutrients you need, and then every now and then you'll go to a party in the metaverse. That's going to be in a few years' time. Oh, uh, Vlad, that's very hopeless outlook on the world. Well, have a look at what's going on now in such a small fraction of time. I reckon 
It's going to be like that in the future. Not for everyone, but for the introverted kind of people that don't they don't want to speak to their own parents, let alone, you know, I mean, go over to a barbecue and interact with 30 or 40, 40 wogs twisting some satay chicken on, a, on an old Weber. They would rather just go, oh, just kick back in this, you know, meet me on the metaverse, you know, and I'll be dressed up like some lion talking to you in a pretend room while Mark Zuckerberg watches and analyzes every single bit of my voice and then ends up selling stuff to me and then one day I'll throw me in jail for something that I said 30 years ago, you know, when I'm 72 years old with arthritis. That's Anyway, bleak outlook, bleak, bleach that, bleak that, but it might happen, you know, I don't know. Robots, I reckon. They'll be cleaning your dishes. They'll be making your meal. You come home, you go scrambled eggs, please. Bacon, well done. And um, two pieces of wholemeal toast, whole wheat, wheat toast or whatever the Americans say. And then the robot will go, you're not a worry, man. You'll see soon. Give me seven minutes. And he's like, whipping up the eggs, chopping up the bacon, sizzling, drizzling. And then you come out of the shower, you're all dressed, and then you walk through some frame, looks like the airport where they check you for guns and stuff, and it, shh, it dries you. And you put on like a onesie. There's something that Kanye West designed after he got back with Kim Kardashian and she had four kids with that comedian guy and Tommy Lee from Motley Clue, Crew. Motley don't have a clue. And then he takes her back anyway because he's, you know, doth heathen roam the earth, but that's the mother of my children. And then you sit down and the robot serves your food. And then you sit in the test lane, you type in your pretend job and you go there and you sit there and you're automating something else. I reckon that robots are going to be the next thing. And then one, one day robots will get sick of us and they'll turn on us like the Terminator movie. I mean, it's down the road. It's happening already. Apparently some robot smashed some kid in the head or bit, a, bit, bit the kid's finger off or something. I heard on another podcast. I'm not going to look it up. Can't be bothered. You look it up. But a robot bit some kid's finger playing chess with it, something like that. So it's already getting cunty now. And they don't even know us. You know, They haven't even got to know us on a deeper level. But it's probably a sore loser, you know what I mean? The kids have like moved it and he's gone, checkmate. And this thing's gone, <laughs> We'll see, Chick Magnet. So I reckon it's going to be a future of, of robotics. You know, you come home one day, there's a robot mounting your missus. You go, Jackson, what are you doing, bro? What's going on here? He's like, she requested a, she requested six inches of fury. That's like some, a game, you know, six inches of fury. You put that on. You don't know what's going to happen. Don't think that. Bro, if in 50 years ago I told you there's going to be people walking around the street dancing to music on some contraptions that they can see their friends in in Russia, I was going to say Belarus, but you know what I mean? You know, looking at each other dancing and then you say there's guys sitting in a car, Tesla, and it's driving around the streets by itself and there's a vacuum at home sucking up hair without you touching it. They'll go, what's a vacuum? You know, what's Russia? So they'll, you know, I don't think it was called Russia back then. I think it was called Prussia with a P. Was it? Or USSR or something like that? So that's what I reckon it's going to be. It's just going to be robots taking over. You won't have a problem in the Japanese restaurant because there's going to be robots whipping up the sashimi for you, you know, and there'll just be a couple of guys pressing it, going, good boy, you know, putting the oil in or changing, making sure the batteries stay charged up or whatever they do. I don't know how they're going to run and automate them. 
But that's what I reckon is going to happen in the future, bro. So, um, I mean, if you guys have any other options, tell me what else. If that's if we survive the next World War Three, which is imminent, coming up now with China and Russia and Iran and all of that. Yeah. All right, we'll see. We'll see. All right, questions for Vlad. Milan Stan, where do you see comedy going over the next few years with the current cancel culture? Um, Firstly, cancel culture is a fabrication of weak people uh, that have no uh, perspective on life and they're one-minded bullies, to be honest. They're the biggest bullies that you can find Anyone that tries to shut you up, bro, is a tyrant, and that's as simple as that. I've I've worked with tyrants before. I've had them as mates. I understand the tyrant mind frame. They don't like feedback, and they don't want to hear something that they believe is wrong to them. So that's firstly the council culture. If you say something and you, you make a mistake, which all of us do because we're human beings, that's what's another reason why robots are going to take over because then you can blame the robots. It's a total pers- perfect victim mentality where you can go, it wasn't me, man. It was RB, RBG 1.3. That wasn't me, bro. It was the Mercedes-Benz AMG GLE C63 2.3. That's not me. So you can't take accountability for anything. But if you get cancelled, and now it's like the Wild West internet, everyone wants to be a hero. Everyone thinks that, you know, they're right in their way. But it's not. It's better just let people make mistakes, bro. And then if they're, if they're like, racist, which is the biggest, the, the, the biggest um, ploy to think that you're a nice person is to point people out as racist, all right? A racist person, you can tell them. You can tell who they are. Usually they're miserable and and no one wants to be around them anyway. So that's already a curse in, the, in itself. If you're that type of a person, it's a curse in yourself. But if you're having a joke and you make a mistake and stuff like that, uh, where is the forgiveness? And why are all these people like the judge, jury and executioners from, you know, Canada or from Mossman or these guys from, from somewhere in England trying to cancel you? What are you talking about, bro? Let people breathe. The more idiots that are out here, the better it is because you watch these idiots and you go, don't listen to them or don't don't go to that. Don't don't follow these people, for example, or whatever. But for example, like you Lewis CK or whatever, that comedian, I think he was batting with people in the room or whatever, they cancelled him. And now he's back again. It's just what what's the point? He's been cancelled and then he's back again. Is it like you felt good for like throwing him in internet jail for a little bit? The guy's worth $50 million. He didn't care. He's just hanging around the Bahamas for a while. He goes, I'll let this slide for a year and a half and I'll go and talk about batting on stage again. Like what are you going to do? Michael Jackson was doing ungodly things apparently with children in his house, which is horrible, and everyone's still listening to his music on Spotify. I mean, it's, it's just stop. You, you're doing like the road to hell is paved with good intentions is all I'm saying. It's like cancel culture. It goes too far, bro. You, you're canceling Dave Chappell, like for saying something about the trans people. He can say what he wants, bro. Why are they allowed to say what they want? He can say what he wants too, bro. He's not doing anything to him. He's just making jokes, whatever. He makes jokes about black people, white people, trans people. Uh, I don't know. Wogs probably. Yeah, I'm sure he does. 
Asians. Who cares, bro? This is why it's just, I reckon it's people are bored, all right? They're entitled, they're bored, they're spoiled. They don't have any responsibilities. They're hanging, you've got four children at home, you're not going on in there typing why Dave Chappell said something. You don't care, bro, because your son did a shit on the carpet. He's done a shit. He's dropped two-minute noodles from yesterday out onto your beautiful new rug you got from King Furniture that cost you five and a half grand, and now you've got to go and get the robot vacuum to suck it up after you've been sitting there with the co-spray rubbing this out. And while your son's dropped another shit now in the other room, it's just you don't have time for that. You're building something better. You're not pretending to do something on the internet, 19-year-old girl with bleached pink hair, bleached that from a university thinking she's good. You can't make rent. You're living in a share house. Your life's catastrophe anyway. You dumped your boyfriend because he was late to an appointment. You think you deserve better. You think you're worth more because you're a high-value woman. Or a bloke, same thing. Blokes that go out there pounding everything because they're high-value, they reckon. You know, you're all losing it. People have lost it. That's what it is. And the council culture will be just another glitch in history where people will go, this was the worst time of all to be able to even just speak about something because you can get a gang of tyrants and bullies against you. And it's do you know why it's like that? It's because it's the mob against one. One person can say something unappealing. You can go through my 104 episodes of, of this podcast and find something where you go, oh, yeah, well, maybe he was being racist there. He's sexist there. I called that unit of a woman from Perisher, Whoopi Goldberg, you could take that on. You'll just say, oh, just take that, cut it up, put it on. They did it to Ro Jogan, saying the N-word. Ro Jogan's worth $150 million now. He's got more clout from it because the thing is that morons don't understand is when you tilt it too hard like that, then the other half, the, the ones that are against that, they back you. So you're creating a bigger divide again in people. See, it's just... It's the polarizing station. That's not good. The polarization station. That's not good. Whereas if you listen to say some something, someone that's objectively racist or sexist, like objectively, like really harshly or something, just don't listen anymore. And that's it. Like you've made your part of that piece, it's gone. And more people, if you take on that, I don't know who it was, some guru from India, sad guru. He's a, he's a happy guy, but his name's Sadhguru. So there's a juxtaposition for you. He was like, no one can upset me. That's my response. That's my um, privilege. So what if you say something to me, I, I, I don't need to react. I don't need to be angry at you. You're not allowed to change my mood. You're not allowed to piss me off. You're not allowed to make me depressed or anxious. That's up to me. I want to do that. So he's basically saying, take the... Uh, what's it called, like the um, mindset of I am my own boss, bro. I think some guy that wrote a book while he was in Nazi Germany, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, Dr. Viktor Frankl. That guy goes, you can, you can do whatever you want from me, but you'll never take my soul, my memories, who I am as a person. And these guys were doing horrible things to this bloke. He's not trying to cancel them. He was just like, bro, I'm going to write a book about this. He's going to enlighten people for, for thousands of years. He's not going to march down a street saying this matters, that matters, just so he can get out of the house and stop by Subway for a 12-inch on the way home and document it all on TikTok so he can get more shares and followers and likes. It's all vain, bro. So the cancel culture is a vain thing. The reason why you're doing it is because you're behind a screen, it's because no one knows who you really are, and you want to act like you're nice. 
I've said a million times, you're not nice, all right? You're not a nice person. Most people are heathens, all right? And it's, it is in me, myself included. So if you're going to cut that, cut that it's me, myself included as well. We all are trying to work our life, bro. So to be, extend an olive branch sometimes, bro. Extend a little forgiveness to some people for words. Not if he's gone out with a utility car and rammed over eight innocent people in the street. All right, throw him in the slammer. But if someone says something in a joke, in comedy, and this this whole thing about what it, what's this question, bro? Where's comedy going to go? It's still going good, bro. You know, comedy is going to be – it's going to withstand it. I think for a while – it got really bad, but then people just got used to it. It's just like COVID. Like you, you, when you first came out with the mask, no one wants to wear the mask. I can't breathe. I've seen people jogging in the mask. You know what I mean? Going for a full-blown jog now in the park with a mask on. Some with two. Humans are very adaptable species. They'll just end up adapting to something, and then I'll push back against it and rectify it. So nothing's forever. Don't worry about it. Even if the robots come and they start to buckle us, we'll turn on the robots. We'll turn them off, you know what I mean, until it comes to Terminator stage where they can walk up and charge themselves in the socket. Then, you know, we're done. We're done. We're doomed then. But I would say comedy is going to stay good, but it's up to you guys. Like, it's are you the type of person that's – flagging stuff and thinking that you're nice? Are you one of these communists that's out there dobbing on one another, but then in yourself you've got horrible thoughts going through your mind? And uh, Take account for yourself, bro. Look in thy mirror. I'm talking to the man in the mirror. Or them, or they, or her. Up to you what you want to be in the mirror. Just change the lyrics to that Michael Jackson song, who's still on Spotify even after all of these things that have come out on the internet. So in the end, everyone just wants cash. Netflix doesn't care, cash. Spotify doesn't care, cash. You know what I mean? They're all hypocrites. It's all hypocrite. The world is full of hypocrites. And to be happy with that, thank God, because if they're a little bit hard-headed, you know, we'd never be able to do anything. You'd have to zip your own mouth up, and that's that's not a good world to live in. So I reckon that's where it's going to go, bro. Milan Stan, where do you see comedy going over the new fears? That's it, brother. I hope you enjoyed that answer. It just came off the top of thy dome. All right, let's do one more here. Dean Dritzlis goes, how to get a girl's attention. Again, just how to get a girl's attention, question mark. I mean... How do you get a girl's attention? Then question mark. How to get a girl's attention shouldn't be even question mark. How do I get a girl's attention? Anyway, Dean Dritzis, how to get a girl's attention. Uh, bro, I've spoken about this a hundred times. I, I don't know what, what the best way is. Everyone's a human being and everyone's different. What is this? Yeah, everyone's different, bro. So it's like any girl, bro, like, I mean, take your clothes off and run through a nightclub. You'll get everyone's attention. You know what I mean? Clap really loudly, fart. But, I mean, go out and, and tell the bartender that all the drinks are on you. You'll get a lot of attention, you know what I mean? That way you become famous, you get attention. But, I don't know, are you talking about a particular girl? Like, you, how do you get a, a certain girl's attention? I've said it it's a million times, bro, like going around and back trying to scheme, a schemer in a beamer. You, you it's not going to work. Just be yourself, bro. That's it. You could be short. Tall, I mean, that's a problem for girls these days. Apparently short guys, even though majority of people are sub 5'10", 
you know, I don't understand why they put her on their Tinder profile. Must be six foot three or something like that. And they're five foot one. Me going out looking like going out with a basketball player. But I would say just maximize your potential by being an authentic person, the most authentic you can be of yourself. Have a little bit of charisma, a bit of funniness to you. But if you're not funny or charismatic, just be be yourself, bro. You know what I mean? Be kind. Go and go out, have a chat, be genuine. Genuine is a fantastic way. Girls can't believe people are genuine because usually guys go up there. He's masquerading around to basically try to woo her, but he just wants to bend her over the back of the car. But, you know, of course, that's why we talk to him. We're not talking about starting a book club with him. Or can you come and join us on a boys trip? Or do you like golf? Like we don't want him anywhere near that. It's just more like we fall in love with that attractive. We're attracted to them. We fall in love with the physical things first. Otherwise, you don't go blindfolded to them. You, I mean, if you've got good sight, that is. And I'm not trying to cut out the people that don't have sight, all right? You guys work in a different way. Steve Wonder's got many kids. I'm not having a go. So if you're going to cut that, I'm saying everyone can woo girls in different ways. Use, I mean, Stevie probably would have been playing piano, you know, isn't she lovely? Isn't she what? And then all of a sudden... Girls are going, oh, my God, Stevie. Can I put the piano down? But um, I would say go out, be yourself. It's hard to do it on the internet. It's hard to be a genuine person on the internet. It's very easy to put entrepreneur there. It's very easy to put multiple business owner, director, manager, slash, slash. There's plenty of um, – It's a you want to do that. University scholar, professor of nothing. You want to do this stuff, you know what I mean? Entertainer, entrepreneur, influencer. You want to put all of this stuff and you think that's going to attract the right girl, bro? Is she sitting there looking at the menu of you going, what do you, Lisa, what do you, or a Lisa, what do you reckon like this guy? Look, he's pretty shredded. I don't know if that's an app or he's catfishing me, you know what I mean? Because guy's catfish. He'll color himself in to be shredded and tanned and you go and see him, he's like a piece of feta cheese. And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, look, it says here, multiple business owner. I mean, what does that, what's the business? Do you sell T-shirts online and you've made seven sales in three years? Like, what's the businesses? Oh, I'm still in the developmental stages. I'm going to do CBD oil. I've got a T-shirt brand. And also, I'm a part-time photographer. You know, at several, my cousin's wedding. I, I, I did a photography once with, with that guy, Dimco, at my cousin's wedding. Just put that, just be yourself, bro. Straight up. My name's Mike. All right, Mike Walker, 38 years old, shredded, tanned, if you are shredded and tanned. You know what I mean? Wouldn't mind meeting someone I can hack, someone that can hack me, someone that we can go and have a genuine connection to withstand the tribulations of life, not someone that we can just go out to space furniture and drop 29 grand on a, on a, a lounge suite and get home and argue as to why we overspent. And then why did you spend 14 grand on a, on a handbag from Louis Vuitton? We could have got a built-in in-ground pool or a spa buff. You know what I mean? So you, you don't need that pressure when it comes to picking up a chick, going genuine. You get what you give, bro. That's the way. I've seen a lot of people. They go in the wrong way, and then when the facade comes off and the tits start coming on a few years down the track, she's looking at you going, who is this bloke? I thought you told me you were a boss when we are at Ivy Pool. You told me you're a boss and you're going to look after me. You just got fired. 
You told me you were the manager there. How did that happen? Did you fire yourself? It's all facades and Sydney's full of that shit. I mean, America's full of shit and we're trying to follow these catastrophes. Yeah, just go straight down the line and try to be genuine. Take interest in the person. What's your name? What are you here for? To get free drinks or are you shouting me a drink tonight? Mate, flip it on them. Flip the switch on them. Walk in there. What's your name? Hi, I'm, I'm Belinda. Yeah, I'm just here with some friends. Yeah, that's all right. Thanks very much. That's okay, Belinda. I was just wondering whether you wanted to shout me a drink. <laughs> what, are you about? what are you talking about? <laughs> Weirdo. You go, no, it's not weird, bro. I mean, what's weird is that for the entire course of history, in popular history, we've been shouting you drinks. That's what's weird. Why don't you flip it? Shout me a drink. I've come out here. I've spent some money on a, on a Tommy Hilfiger T-shirt with the, la- the label on it. You know, I've got some Just Jeans on, got myself a nice pair of Gucci shoes that cost $1,250 and I scuffed them on the way up. I'm still burning about that. But shout me a drink. She's going to look at you. She's going to walk off. Wrong girl, bro. Wrong girl. Go and speak to Samantha, her friend, who was smirking and giggling while you said that stuff. Better match. You go, Samantha, how about you? Shout me a drink. And she goes, nah, no thanks. And you go, I'll get you one. And she'll go, thanks a lot. Give me a Long Island iced tea. Takes advantage of you. $48 at the Ivy Pool. You put it down. You don't mind because at the moment you've had nine drinks before that anyway and you got your mum's Westpac card. You put it in. She likes it. You start having a chat. Leave her alone for a bit. Come back. Hey, nice to catch up with you. What's going on? Where do you work? Oh, you're a hairdresser. Where? Carlton. Beautiful, bro. Come and get my hair cut. And she thinks you're joking, and then on Monday morning at 9 o'clock when she opens the door, you're, st- you're waiting on the curb. I mean, don't do that. Don't do that. You know, it's a little bit freaky. Definitely don't do that. But read between the lines, bro. I mean, maybe drop in on Tuesday. Who knows? Just be yourself, bro. Have a little character. Have a bit of a laugh. Have some faith. And, and above all, don't care. Don't care at all. Don't clutch onto some type of... Uh, expectation uh, is not going to work. All right, so just enjoy yourself, have a mad time, and uh, the more fun and happier and confident and free flowing and uh, thing you are, whatever you are, I don't know how to say it. The more that the little machines are going to gravitate to you, they're going to come into your orbit. Who are you, bro? Who are you? Some of the fattest people I've ever seen that don't give a shit about anything, dancing on the on the dance floor with the Johnny Walker black and coke and a durry in the other hand, I've seen them pick up chicks more than some of the best-looking guys in the club. You know, and this is back in the day before the internet, you know, and everyone was just now they want to put the letter of their boyfriend's name and the tag so then their friends can check out their boyfriend who's a part-time model, part-time protein shake salesperson from Bondi renting, subletting a one-bedroom unit. You know, now it's a bit more show-offy. But back in the day, it was like the actual guys with character, they'll get all their chicks. Who knows? Maybe it's like that now. I've been out of the scene for 10 years, so you guys let me know. Anyway, good luck with it, bro. Thanks a lot. Bruce. Bruce. Super convenience. I can't sing. My voice is really, really gone. Bruce, super convenience. It's only been six weeks and my voice has been subpar. www.brucesuper.com.au, the best snack plug in Australia. He's looked into some new C4 energy drinks, the Starburst flavor came out and he's all over it, bro. If you go to his website, you type in Vlad, you get 10% off, you get a fat 10% off all your orders. Not only do you get 10% off 
Dan and the team at Bruce Super is going to chuck in extra freebies that you didn't even order on top of the 10% off, which is fantastic. www.brucesuper.com.au. It's a snack website from Canberra. He's got a warehouse and he gets things from America, Europe, uh, New Zealand, um, UK, and Australia, of course. Um, different stuff, maybe Japanese stuff as well. I'm not sure if there's much Chinese stuff, but I'll put it in there just in case there's people out here trying to cancel me for not including everyone. So if you're going to cut that, this is an ad for Bruce Super. Bruce Super Convenience, uh, a number one uh, podcast sponsor over here on the show. BruceSuper.com.au mentioned Vlad, get 10% off plus some freebies on top, 10% off plus freebies on top. They ship out real quick. It's um, a fantastic amount of stuff. If you just have a look, just the spreads, you can get Snickers spreads for your bread if you want to, like I love a peanut butter, but you can get a Snickers one, which he gave to me and it was fantastic. You can get cereals, energy drinks, chocolates, biscuits, biscuit, a whole bunch of different chips, uh, wafers, I don't know. Go and have a look on their website. It's Bruce Super Convenience, a fantastic sponsor. Nearly 16,000 followers on his Instagram. Why? Because he does a lot of giveaways. If you follow him, he'll do giveaways. He just did a giveaway for a Vladiator last week. So Bruce Super Convenience, support the supporters that support the podcast. Add 10% off um, plus freebies on the website, brucesuper.com.au. I've done this one already. Sorry. All right, where are we going now? Might be Orange Legal Group. Orange Legal Group. Orange Legal Group, bro. The best conveyances in um, Victoria. So all my Victorian gladiators, please go to orangelegalgroup.com. Orangelegalgroup.com. They are a... It's a one-stop shop, basically. You get uh, legal advice for purchasing and selling properties. That's called conveyancing. You also get... Um, an accountant that works under the same building in the same team. You also get a mortgage broker. You can do wills and estates over there. You can do commercial law over there. It's www.orangelegalgroup.com.au. You mentioned Vlad. It's not 10%. It's like extra freebies off. So he'll, like if it costs 10, like a thousand bucks, he's going to do a discount on that if you mention Vlad. So email him property at orangelegalgroup.com.au. And say, hey man, I'm thinking about buying or selling a property. Can you fix up the contract? Can you um, can you get a contract done for me? Um, also heard this on the Distat podcast, Vlad Distat. All right, um, they're in Mount uh, Alexander Road on Mount Alexander Road in Essendon, Melbourne. Uh, they can do everything remotely, so you can call them. They can do it on Zoom. They can come to your house, or you can go to them. Uh, over the phone, over the internet, email. I mean, the world's just a big place now. All from the the comfort of your own lounge room. Don't get out of your trackies. You don't need to. Uh, Orange Legal Group, supporters of the podcast, make sure you get in touch with them. They will do free contract reviews if you're going to buy anything in Victoria. If it's it's free for you, just to email them the contract and tell Kenny and the boys, hey, man, can you look over this contract? Please, I'm thinking about buying it at auction next weekend. I don't want to get my ass handed to me. Orange Legal Group will do that free for the Distap podcast listeners, for the Vladiators out here www.orangelegalgroup.com.au. Mention Vlad, let them know that you came from here so you can continue supporting the supporters that support the podcast. Metropolitan stone, the only stone in the world. You've got to change your kitchens, laundries, and cupboards and shit. Metropolitan stone. .com.au, metropolitanstone.com.au, another Victorian gladiator. 
a sponsor of the podcast. Uh, they are cabinet makers with 30 years' experience. They can do your kitchens, your benchtop changeovers, a brand new kitchen, old kitchens. They can do the carcass of the kitchen. I think it's called carcass, caucus, whatever it is, you know, the frame of the kitchen, brand new. They can do all your bathrooms, vanities, um, building your <coughs> laundry so you get a nice cranking laundry to go in there and do all the washing and the drying and all of that, folding, bleaching. You can do that on uh, metropolitanstone.com.au. They'll come to your house anywhere in Victoria and they'll fix up. They'll give you a better rate. Why? Because you're supporting the supporters. So they'll definitely give you a better rate. Call them in, bro. Nothing too small or big. They could do television units, built-in wardrobes, cabinetry, all of that carpentry, cabinetry, whatever you want to call it, that stuff. They are the masters of it. Metropolitanstone.com.au. Supporters of the podcast. They've been uh, fans for a long time of the show now, and now they've jumped on as uh, podcast supporters. And, you know, give them, give them a little break, bro. Go and give them a, a shout-out. Let them know Vlad sent you here, and then just give them their little time uh, reward for supporting this awesome podcast and giving it to you for free. They're the ones that keep this chugging along, you know, before I start slapping you guys with Patreon and you have to pay $29 a month to get it like these guys in America that walk around and go on yachts every day and give advice to people while they're, you know, charging you out the ass. So these companies are worth supporting. Metropolitanstone.com.au mentioned Vlad. Go and support the supporters that support the podcast. All right. That was a bit of a, an abrupt. All right, Lola goes, any more stories from the Barina days? Here we go. Questions for Vlad. Lola goes, any more stories from the Barina days? The Barina days were, I mean, like some of the funniest times of all time, bro. Like the Barina was a company car from my old man's company and it was sign written all over it. And this is this the thing. Like, I was a catastrophe through and through. I definitely feel sorry for my parents. That's why I'm trying to rectify the situation now. And I'm going to say it like the rappers in the 90s. What's the situation? Okay? So I'm not cultural, culturally appropriating them. I'm just quoting them, if anything, bringing light. Anyway, let's go back to the Barina stories. This thing was sign-written all over. It was a white little shit Barina manual with a mad handbrake that he used to rip the handbrake up and do U-turns in the middle of the street for no reason. I thought it was Batman. He used to go down the street. Now I'm 17, 18 years old, and he used to go and put, I used to put signs up for, for the company. So I was full of timbers in the back, timbers and like core flute signs. But at the same time, I was working as a barrister making coffees. That was my first official job. My first job was delivering pamphlets from when I was like, 12 years old, I still remember, I got a call from the, a guy in this shop and uh, he goes to me, hey man, because my old man told him or something, my son needs to get a job, the guy's got the sort of at home, he's 12 years old, he knows what's, what he's doing at home and make sure that he needs to earn a little bit of cash and get some responsibility. Best thing my old man ever did was put me into the workforce. Straight away, 12 o'clock, 12, o'clock, 12 years old, I was working in the workforce. I was accountable to some guy, and he ran an office. I had to I had to deliver pamphlets like a paper boy, but it was more pamphlets, right? So he gave me two, three thousand pamphlets. I did that from twelve years old, and I'd go on the weekends and drop the pamphlets. Thirty bucks a thousand. I still remember it like yesterday. Thirty bucks, one thousand. Sometimes I'll dump them into the drains. All right, yeah, and I'll put them sometimes into the garbage bins at the schools. Definitely, you know, you get a thousand, maybe two hundred was delivered, but the rest were def- delivered to the landfill. Now, that's, that's, I'm only joking. That's a joke. So if you're going to cut that, I want the future landfill experts to come here and put me in a landfill. So 
I ended up doing that and then when I turned 17 I got the peas. I got this car because my VL Calais got stolen and in between getting the next car I was doing using this car for about a half a year or whatever and it was I was at the peak of catastrophes at that point. I was working as a barrister. Again, every job I've ever got has been word of mouth. My first one was for word of mouth from my dad. The second one, my mate from high school, Anthony Abadie, he was working there. My mate George was working there. T. Zenis, his name was, he was working there. And I was like, bro, can you give me a job? This was a steezy little cafe, mad cafe. And I, and I went in, I still remember like, I went in for an interview and there was a guy with seven strands on his head left, stressed out, like he's drinking way too much caffeine. There, there wasn't research on caffeine back then. And this guy was just pumping short blacks all day, running this very busy cafe. And he goes, yeah, man, you want a job here? Do you want to work as a barrister? Learn the coffee? I go, yeah, I'll, I'll learn how to do all of these cappuccinos, frappuccinos, Greek people everywhere just coming in for frappuccinos all night and then sleeping like a baby. These guys are like frappuccino in their blood. It's, it's a historic thing. They've got it in their DNA. It doesn't affect their sleep. They just drink frappuccinos and gossip. So I was there, and I got this job. I used to turn up in the barina. I'd park it in a no-stopping zone. I'd do handbrake jobs on the hills when it was wet, like rep it <laughs> spin the wheels. Sometimes when I'd put, put up for sale signs, I'd put it on the wrong house accidentally because I was too spun out, smoking Dunhill Blues, flicking them out the window. Just a moron. And um, I remember this old lady called once, called the office and to speak to this boss, Greg, his name was, and she goes, hello. And he goes, yes, hello. You know, LJ Hooker. And she goes, oh, who the hell do you think you are? Who are you? And he goes, I'm Greg, bro. Who are you? Yeah, well, my name's Beryl. And I live, I did 15 Carlton Parade, Carlton. I'm not selling. Do you think this is a way to get business? And Greg's like, what are you talking about? You know, who, who are you? She goes, I came home to find a bloody for sale sign. Oh, I nearly had a stroke. I've got some problems with my son and he wants money and I thought he's gone and, and changed the title deeds on me. That was an accident. So I wasn't focusing. You know, Carlton Parade, Carlton Road, I've put it on the wrong one. There's two of them. Yeah, I've put it on the parade instead of the road. I did that. <sighs> I still remember like the Barina days. I didn't turn up to seven shifts at this cafe. I just didn't turn up. I didn't want to turn up. Um, I'm I'm ashamed of who I, like I was back then. The responsibility was nowhere. I had to go through all of this to learn all of this. I had to scrape myself along the concrete to realize like shit, bro. You made it a skin. Like you you gotta you gotta watch yourself. Stop being like this. But I remember having a HSC and I had seven shifts, two weeks, like four shifts and three shifts or two, four and three, whatever it was. Anyway, I just decided not to turn up and I didn't call. I didn't turn up. I just went on to – because I didn't study all year. So I thought when the HSC came, I better study. I better study now because otherwise I'm going to fail, which I did. So I ended up studying really hard and passing some exams, unbelievably, when I didn't do any assessments throughout the whole year. I just studied for these exams and somehow passed them. 
and I did the best in English and music, which is really interesting because this is what I'm doing here, English and music. And the rest of them, uh, yeah, just passed, but miserably failed because I didn't do any of the the assessments throughout the year. Because I was 50% block is assessments, for anyone that's gone to school here listening to this, 50% is assessments, the other 50% is your exams at the end of the year. And so for the assessments, I pretty much got zero. So in the end, I ended up getting 49, which is awesome. I think I spelled my name wrong, so I failed. I remember delivering the news to my disappointed parents when they go, what did you get for your HSC? And I was like, let me call now. Let me call. I was excited because I think I did well in the assessments for in the final exams for English and stuff. I thought maybe I got 75 or something like that. Totally forgetting that you have to do the the assessments. So when the lady, this is when you used to call a 1300 number and put in your student number, and then they'll deliver the HSC result like by a robot. It'll say 13497, your HSC UAI final result is 49.4. And my parents are waiting there with bated breath. My dad's got his belt out. And I repeat, I thought she said, you know, 7.9. Your HSC result is 49.4. Oh, it's like, I mean, where does it end, bro? That was a little, that was a, that was a look into my future right then. That was looking to the next 20 years. And then I turned around to my parents. I put the phone down really slowly, like um, like it was a Macaulay Culkin movie in the 90s. And I turned to them and they're like, my mum was like, so what did you get? Full, open-eyed, doe-eyed, happy. My dad was just looking at me like with no emotion in his face. He was just like, lay it on me, bro, before I lay it on you. I go, I've got 49.4, man. My old man just turned around and walked out of the house. I don't know where he went. He went for a drive for ages. He didn't come back. He came back looking like some like Rocky Balboa at the end of scene one. He was finished. My old lady just hugged me and she goes, that's all right. You know what I mean? You better get used to working at Woolies. It's going to be okay. Anyway, so I ended up calling this guy back after my HSC finished and I, he answers the phone. He goes, hello, cafe. And I go, hey, bro, how are you? It's, it's Vlad. He goes, hmm, who? I go, Vlad, bro, the barrister. He goes, um, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, what are you talking about? Bro, it's Vlad, the hair flickering, the glasses. You know who I am? Oh, <laughs> Vlad, how are you? How are you, Vlad? I go, um. Pretty good, bro. Pretty good. How are you? He goes, very good, very good. Yeah, things going good, you know. How have you been? I go, yeah, fantastic, you know what I mean? He goes, yeah, what have you been up to, man? And I go, um, just, you know what I mean, working at um, at home, HSE, got a few things on, and um, just enjoying myself, bro. And he goes, that's good, man. And I go, all right, uh, just wondering when my next uh, shift is, you know. And he looks at me, he goes, Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. He goes, what was that, Vlad? I go, when's the shift, bro? He goes, let me check. Puts me on hold, bro, for about three minutes. And then comes back and goes, you don't work here anymore, Vlad. 
think you're fucking with, I'm the fucking boss. 745, white on white, that's fucking Ross. I cut them wide, I cut them long, I cut them fat. I keep them coming back, we keep them coming back. I'm in the distribution, I'm like Atlantic. I got the motherfuckers flying across the Atlantic. I know Pablo. Noriega, the real Noriega, he owe me a hundred favors, I ain't petty nigga, we buy the whole thing, see most of my niggas really still deal cocaine, my roof back, my money right.